This week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we dig further into St. Luke's Gospel with Like Days of Noah and Lot, The Persistent Widow, Pharisee and Tax Collector, Blessing the Children, and Rich Young Ruler. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendures.org or your favorite podcast provider.
the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. God, merciful Father, I, poor miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended you, and justly deserve your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy, and for the sake of servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all of your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.
The Lord be with you. And with my spirit. Let us pray. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, your mercies are new every morning, and though we deserve only punishment, you receive us as your children and provide for all of our needs of body and soul. Grant that we may heartily acknowledge your merciful goodness, give thanks for all of your benefits, and serve you in willing obedience through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading for the fourth Sunday in Lent is from Isaiah chapter 42. For a long time I have held my peace. I have kept still and restrained myself. Now I will cry out like a woman in labor. I will gasp and pant. I will lay waste mountains and hills and dry up all their vegetation. I will turn the rivers into islands and dry up the pools. And I will lead the blind in a way that they do not know. In paths that they have not known, I will guide them. I will turn the darkness before them into light, the rough places into level ground. These are the things I do, and I do not forsake them. They are turned back and utterly put to shame, who trust in carved idols, who say to metal images, you are our gods. Hear, you deaf, and look, you blind, that you may see. Who is blind but my servant, or deaf as my messenger whom I send? Who is blind as my dedicated one, or blind as the servant of the Lord? He sees many things, but does not observe them. His ears are open, but he does not hear. The Lord was pleased for his righteousness' sake to magnify his law and make it glorious. This is the word of the Lord. Gospel according to St. John, the ninth chapter. As Jesus passed by, he saw a man blind from birth, and his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, It was not that this man sinned or his parents 
but that the works of God might be displayed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Having said these things, he spat on the ground and made mud with the saliva. Then he anointed the man's eyes with the mud and said to him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. So he went and washed and came back seeing. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had formerly been blind. Now it was the Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes. So the Pharisees again asked him how he had received his sight. He said to them, He put mud on my eyes and I washed and I see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, How can a man who is a sinner do such signs? And there was a division among them. So they again said to the blind man, What do you say about him, since he has opened your eyes? He said, He is a prophet. They answered him, You were born in utter sin, and would you teach us? And they cast him out. Jesus heard that they had cast him out, and having found him, said to him, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, And who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and it is he who is speaking to you. He said, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped him. Jesus said, For judgment I came into this world, that those who do not see may see, and those who see may become blind. This is the Gospel of the Lord.
peace from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We are used to Jesus doing miracles, making the lame to walk, the deaf to hear, the blind to see. So our gospel reading from John 9 sometimes is viewed as just another one of those miracles that Jesus was doing that demonstrated that he was bringing the reign of God to this earth by removing some of the effects of sin. Here, blindness. I think that the if, you think, if we think that the primary miracle in this text is a blind man being given physical sight, then it is us who are the blind ones and are in darkness as we are interpreting this text. Does Jesus correct the false understanding of his own disciples that a particular sin of this man or his parents it was responsible for his physical blindness rather than our fallen sinful condition? Yes. Does Jesus look like God who formed man out of dust when he spits on the ground making spittle and rubs that mud into the man's eyes? Yes. Does he use the physical element of water in this miracle rather than only speaking or simply touching? Yes, but is this account primarily testifying of the miracle of a blind man being given 20-20 vision? Absolutely not. In fact, the physical healing only takes up seven of the 41 verses of this account. The primary miracle that this text is testifying to the, the miracle that should get every future pastor and deaconess, each and every Christian excited during this Lenten season, is the huge miracle, the primary miracle of this text, as it testifies to this man being given spiritual sight by the Holy Spirit to behold Jesus for who he truly is. Through mud and water, with Jesus' command, he is given physical sight. But through water and the Spirit, he is able to see so much more than faces and buildings and sunsets. He's able to see the very kingdom of God. The huge miracle to which this account is testifying is the opening of this man's spiritual eyes. That miracle is seen in what he says about Jesus as the synagogue authorities interrogate him. First, the healed man confesses, the man called Jesus made mud and anointed my eyes. And then as we heard, he is a prophet. The spiritual eyes are beginning to open up. And then finally, he says, if this man were not from God, he could do nothing for this confession that speaks forth of Jesus' divinity, he was excommunicated from the synagogue. He is a sheep of God who was cast out of his spiritual home, lost and alone. While Jesus identifies himself as the good shepherd, and that account is in the next chapter of John, 
chapter 10, we see him acting as the good shepherd in this text. Yes, he hears, Jesus hears that the healed man has been cast out of the synagogue. So what does he do? He goes out and he finds that man. And after finding him, he asks the key question to determine whether one continues to be in sp spiritually blind or has spiritual sight miraculously given by God. What is that question? Do you believe? Do you believe in the Son of Man? The healed blind man who had heard but never physically seen Jesus asked him, and who is he? Kyrie, as in polite sir, that I may believe in him. After Jesus identifies himself as the messianic son of man of Daniel 7, the healed man who now has 20-20 spiritual sight, and that's seen in his verbal and his physical response. He says, Kyrie, as in Lord, as in Yahweh, I believe. And what's his physical response? Dropping to his face in front of Jesus and worshiping him. And if he didn't believe Jesus was fully Yahweh, that would be utter idolatry. But he believed and he worships. This lost sheep has a new spiritual home for his worship of the one true God of Israel. And it's right at the feet of Jesus, whose body is the new temple in which the visible Yahweh dwells in all of his fullness. And this is why Jesus sent him off to wash with water so that he would not only have physical sight, but that he be graciously given spiritual sight that recognizes Jesus as true God in flesh and blood. You know, physical blindness is still a big problem in the world. 39 million people live in physical blindness. But that is nothing compared to the spiritual blindness impacting billions, billions of people, including 1.2 billion atheists, 1.9 billion adherents of Islam, 1.2 billion Hindus, and so many more. These have their eyes wide open, but they do not recognize Jesus as the true God. And even some of the 2.4 billion people who declare themselves as Christians are being pulled from the light back into the darkness of being spiritually blind. It can be overwhelming, billions. How can this blindness be overcome? Jesus says, we must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Yes, your spiritual blindness was overcome when you miraculously beheld Jesus 
as your Lord after you were sent to the font and washed in your baptism. Now you see. Now you live in the light of Christ. And now you do the work which he is sending you to do. And some of you, that's becoming real, real, real <laughs> in just a couple of weeks. This work is to speak about Jesus conquering the dominion of darkness and sin through his atoning death on that dark Good Friday that we will soon be observing. Conquering it for every one of the billions of people who live in spiritual blindness across this globe, worshiping false gods who are no god at all. And billions, as I said, can be overwhelming. But take them one sheep, one lost sheep at a time. All of heaven rejoices over one sinner who repents. There is a much more important question to be asking people these days than who do you have in your NCAA bracket? And that's the question, do you believe in Jesus? The question Jesus asked in our text today. All things are possible with God. How is this spiritual blindness overcome? All things are possible with God by bringing spiritual children, by bringing children and adults who are blinded in their sinful condition to the font and washing by water and the Spirit, they will truly see Jesus as their Lord and their God, declaring, Kyrie, Lord, I believe, and begin to worship him. We marvel at God's grace to this blind man, but also at his miraculous grace to each one of us who were born spiritually blind. Dead, yes, amazing grace that saved wretches like all of us, like you. You once were lost and are found. You were blind and now you see because your eyes were opened at that font. Now you come to this altar and you see more than bread and wine. You see a flesh and blood Lord who gives, who has given his body to be broken for you, his blood to be shed for your forgiveness. With spiritual eyes wide open today, we confess, Kyrie, Lord, I believe. And we kneel and we worship him. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people that by repentance the Lord may draw us close to himself. For all the baptized in Christ, that through daily forgiveness the Spirit would preserve us in the true faith and bring us to everlasting life with all the saints, let us pray to the Lord. Lord. <laughs> 
for pastors, teachers, deaconesses, and other servants of the church, that they may have zeal to communicate the gospel to a lost and dying world, and give thanks for the blessed privilege of serving in Christ's kingdom, let us pray to the Lord. For our local, state, and national governments, that truth and justice might be preserved everywhere for the sake of the proclamation of the gospel, let us pray to the Lord. For all who are ill, that God would restore them to full health in accordance with his will, giving them patience in their afflictions and enabling us to minister to them in love and compassion, let us pray to the Lord. For all who commune this day, that the faithful eating and drinking of Christ's body and blood would sustain them on their journey through this life and prepare them for the joy of the life to come, let us pray to the Lord. Lord Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Unto the Lord our God. It is the 
truly meet, right, and salutary, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who overcame the assaults of the devil and gave his life as a ransom for many, that with cleansed hearts we may, might be prepared joyfully to celebrate the Paschal Feast in sincerity and truth, Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, On the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to his disciples and said, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you in body and soul until life everlasting depart in peace. Amen. Amen. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy, you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.